Presentation Skills for Design Students, Episode 28. Are you a design student or graduate who wants to succeed in the professional world? If so, keep listening. I'm Christina Cantor, former architect turned communication skills coach, and you are about to discover how to get noticed, land your dream job, and have a crazily successful career. It's all about being able to speak, present, and communicate like a boss. Welcome to the Presentation Skills for Design Students podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am recording this episode from London. Yes, I have officially left New York. I was hanging out in Iceland for a week, which was really, really fun. And now I'm just popping by London before I move on to Europe. It's all very exciting. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you may have noticed that the introduction was a little bit different. And that's because this episode is a little bit different to all the other episodes that I've done so far. And I'm really, really excited about it. Now, let me tell you why. I've been doing a lot of thinking over the last few weeks, and I think it's time for a slight change in direction for this podcast. Now, I was going to release an episode last week, but frankly, I just, I couldn't do it without being 100% clear on where I wanted to take the podcast because I was thinking about it and I couldn't I couldn't quite make up my mind but now I've got it sorted and also last week I was in Iceland so I was a little bit distracted by the the beautiful scenery okay so firstly I have a bit of a confession to make when I started this podcast I started it based on something that I wish that I had when I was a student I thought you know, if I had these skills when when I was studying, I would have been much more confident when applying for jobs and, and entering the workplace. So I dived straight into the podcast and I didn't really think too much about how it would actually go. And, you know, I don't really regret, I don't regret that at all because I think if I'd spent too long thinking about it, I probably wouldn't have started it in the first place. So I figured I'll start it and I thought I could always just learn and tweak it along the way. So I've definitely been learning a lot through my experiences in New York, from meeting different people and from working with all different design students. So it's time for a tweak. Something has become very clear to me. Now, even though communication skills are incredibly important to work on while you're still studying, I also understand that your project work, as in the stuff that gets graded, is going to be given the number one priority. And I get that. I know that when you're in studio being hammered by a teacher or when you're up at 3am finishing that last drawing, improving your communication skills and working on your presentation is going to be the last thing on your mind. So it doesn't matter what I tell you or what your teachers or colleagues or mentors tell you, chances are that during semester, Your main focus is just going to be getting your work done and creating an awesome portfolio. And you know what? That's cool. In in hindsight, you may realize that your grades and your student portfolio actually do come second to how you communicate and present yourself in the professional world. But I know that that concept is not easy to grasp when you're 
drowning in deadlines and drawings and layouts and Red Bull. Now, when I've been meeting and talking with students over the past few months, I've, I've noticed a common theme. They tell me, oh, I'm graduating this summer or this year. And, and then I ask them, oh, so what are you doing after that? And then they say, oh, get, get a job, I guess. So I ask, oh, so how are you going to do that? And they're like, um, I don't know, send out resumes. A few people I met, um, they did say they had a couple of contacts in the industry already, but the majority of people that I spoke to didn't really seem to know exactly how they were going to get a job. Now, I'd like you to tell me something. You spend all these years studying, depriving yourself of sleep, busting your balls, getting all your work done in order to do the best work that you can possibly do in the hopes that when you graduate, you can get a good job or lots of clients or whatever. But if you don't know exactly what you're going to do once you've finished or, or how you're going to do it, um, what's all that hard work for? Now, you may be thinking, well, if I do good work, a potential employer is going to see that and they'll want to hire me for it. My work speaks for itself, right? Hmm, I'd say, I'd say wrong. You know, firstly, lots of people do good work. I once went to a comic book convention and I saw tons of cartoons and illustrations from about a hundred different artists and many of them were students. And to me, it was all amazing. It was all brilliant. I can't actually tell you which work I thought was the best, but I can tell you who I remembered. They were the students who actually said, hi, how are you? And they actually talked to me about their stuff. So just know doing good work is just not enough. Now, secondly, as much as you'd like to believe it, your work does not speak for itself. You may have a fabulous glittering portfolio, but if you can't talk about your work and show your passion, and if you can't work or communicate well with other people, it's going to be much more challenging for you to get a job interview or when you're trying to get clients, if you want to freelance, all that sort of thing. Just ask any professional. So what I will be focusing on in this podcast from now on is how you can use your communication skills to get what you want, get noticed and be successful in the professional environment. I'll be showing you that you can learn communication skills and if you apply them to some capacity, you are going to have lots and lots of benefits. And these include, uh, okay, I've got I've got about six here and there's, I'm sure there's plenty more, but these are the top six that I thought of. Number one, you'll be able to get a job quickly out of school. No messing around for months on end. Number two, you'll be able to get a job doing what you want and at the company you want. So not just any old job that comes your way. Benefit number three, you'll be able to get noticed within your workplace in order to stand out, which will ultimately lead to, uh, number four, promotions, training, and other cool opportunities like that. Now, benefit number five of having kick-ass communication skills, it's going to make you much more valuable to the company, which will then make them want to keep you. So you'll be able to cement your position at that firm and and you won't have to worry about being made redundant. And finally, the sixth benefit that I'm going to give you today is you will have the confidence in knowing that in case something does happen 
or if your job is no longer making you happy, you have the ability to find another job, no problem. So how do I know all of this to be the case? Well, I've experienced myself. I'm going to tell you a little story. Stay tuned. Soon after completing my Master of Architecture in 2010, I got a job at a large corporate architecture firm in Melbourne, uh, Australia. Now, as a new graduate, I was really enthusiastic, so I got involved in as many of the groups and events that I could, including one of the committees, which was all about design presentations. Now, soon after I joined, the company CEO requested that a member from each committee give a 10 to 15 minute presentation to him and the other directors at their next board meeting. Now, at our committee meeting, everyone looked at the floor and pointed to each other when the chair asked for a volunteer. Everyone was like, no, no, not me, not me, not doing it, not doing it. Someone else can do it. Now, I actually, I just sat in silence. I was, I was thinking, I couldn't give that presentation I'm only new. I don't know anything. Why would they why would they send a grad to the board meeting? But the more I thought about it, the more I began to see it as an incredible opportunity. If I ask, I thought, the worst that can happen is that they say no. And at least they'll still respect me for having the guts to do it. So, I realized that I actually had absolutely nothing to lose. So, the next day, I told the committee's chair that I would be happy to volunteer. And to my surprise, his face actually lit up and he said, oh, of course you can do it. He said, in fact, I think everyone else will be quite relieved that it's not them. I couldn't believe it. You know, I was the only person who had actually volunteered to do this. So anyway, a few weeks later, I found myself in the board meeting with the CEO staring me down from the end of the room with uh, a dozen or so of the directors all around the table. And here's me, a bubbly 24-year-old little female grad about to convince them of why our committee deserved to exist. Of course, I was nervous, but I'd, I'd practiced a lot leading up to it. And, and, you know, I figured that even if I was only half good, at least they'd give me pointers for trying. Uh, but thankfully, thankfully, the presentation went uh, pretty well. But you know what? No matter how the presentation turned out, I had made sure that from the very beginning of my time at that company, They knew who I was. Now, I can't exactly say how much that presentation affected my time at the company. But curiously, I always had great projects to work on. I received training and courses when I asked for them. And I made it through multiple rounds of redundancies, which is an unfortunate reality of the architecture industry. And guess who has the final say in these decisions? Yeah, the board. But a really cool thing happened when I actually resigned early this year, when, when I just realized the type of work I was doing uh, just wasn't for me. We actually had a new CEO and he'd been there a week and he asked to speak with me privately. He said, look, I don't know you, but from what I've heard, you work well, you get along well with everyone. We really value you and we want to offer you a different role here doing what you really want. I was like, wow, I was not expecting that at all. And it really was an awesome offer. But I told him, thanks, but no thanks. And he replied with, well, if you're ever stuck, just give me a call. You're always welcome back here. Getting a job is one thing. Being successful in the workplace is another.
In a large firm, it's very easy to just sit at your desk, do your work and go home. But what impression is that making on your colleagues, your superiors and the decision makers? Sure, you may do good work, but like I said earlier, lots of people do good work. If you want to get noticed, promoted and get the jobs that you want, you have to stick your hand up and find opportunities to lead and get in front of the people who matter. It may not seem like it makes a difference, but believe me, they notice. It may sound scary, but it's certainly not out of your reach. Now, if I, a young female graduate in a large corporate male-dominated architecture firm can do it, so can you. Paul Meyer said, communication, the human connection, is the key to personal and career success. And I couldn't agree more. So that's a bit of a direction change for episode 28, but um, I believe it's an important one. I'd love to hear if you think this is of value to you or, or if you have a burning question or a topic that you'd like me to cover in future episodes. Just go to the show notes at designdrawspeak.com slash 028. I will be back next week with a fabulous expert interview, so make sure you tune in for that. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and all your support. This has been Presentation Skills for Design Students helping you become a confident, creative communicator.